Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. The world is full of sounds that warn you of danger. Like, if you get a little too close to a rattlesnake, you're the ch 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 But in the digital world, if your personal information is in danger, there is no ch 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 to let you know that you might be in trouble. The good thing is that LifeLock has added the power of Norton Security to see more cyber threats. Whether it's potential threats to your identity, like your personal information for sale on the dark web, or threats to your devices like malware or emerging viruses. If you have a problem, their agents will work to fix it. Of course, no one can stop every cyber threat or prevent all identity theft or monitor transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock with Norton can detect a wide range of threats that could sneak up on you. Join now and get 10% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK and enter the promo code BONES. 1-800-LIFELOCK, enter the promo code BONES for 10% off at LifeLock.com. I love LifeLock. I have used LifeLock. They've helped me so many times. LifeLock.com. Welcome to episode 155. Uh, Eddie is jumping in from, from from the Bible Bones Show, but the Sore Losers podcast as well. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I come from another place. Yeah, yeah. Eddie's my music friend. And we sit and we talk about music <laughs> a lot, which is kind of where this stemmed from. I was reading an article that if you want a song to be a hit, the best thing to do is to bring another artist in. Really? Like most times when you bring another artist in, generates interest. Usually if you bring an artist in, that means they're good. People know them. Uh, so kind of duets are the thing. And we can look back at something like FGL Meant to Be, which... Oh, BB Rex are right. And this song worked multiple formats. Because BB Rex is a pop artist. And on the different formats, what's funny is they played to the strengths so much more. Meaning, country, they did a whole lot more of FGL and cut some of the BB. Right. Pop, they did a whole lot more BB and cut some of the Florida Georgia line. Like it was like this long piece that they could, you know, manipulate whichever way they needed to for people to listen to. It. I remember hearing that version of, of BB Rexa singing the "In No Need." No, no, not her part. It's it's the regular Florida Georgia Line part. And I was like, that sounds so weird because yeah. I was used to the country version. 
Yeah. Makes sense. So the story is, and I can read you this here. A new study found that songs with featured guest artists or duos over the past two decades have become top ten hits, right? And Maroon 5 and Cardi B. Yeah. I need a girl like you. Yeah, no, yeah. That's song. Is that the same no, song? No, that's the same one. Oh, yeah. I like Money Moves. This says Girls Like That. Is that the name of that song? No. They messed up the song. Mm-hmm. Who did that? That's why, that's why we're the expert on the podcast. <laughs> Remember Katy Perry and Snoop Dogg doing California Girls? Yo, that's a good one. Yeah, so, and they list some of them. Eminem and Rihanna doing Monster. Is that the fire Fly one? with the monster. <laughs> uh, Eminem with Dido doing Stan. Of course. Remember how big that one was? Huge. That's so, that one. Was that Stan? Yeah. Yeah. No, not Stan. No, it wasn't Stan. Yeah, it is. It is Stan. It, yeah. So what you happened with that one was, hey, Biggest fan. My name is Stan. Wow, you're right. I didn't realize and then that was she Stan. put that out herself after that. That song alone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, dang, dude, teaching us stuff right now. I like that. I wasn't planning to talk about that. I'm going from memory here. What was that Dido song called? You can look it up. No, I don't need to. All right, I'll look it up because I need to. Oh. Um, it's probably called. I want to thank you. No, that's not it. For giving me the best days of my life. Yeah. So she made this into a real song. I released it after she was on it. Yo, Slim, it's me. Dang. And so that's the Eminem version. I remember hearing this first and time so, going, wow. So this came out after Stan. Yes, I believe. Again, I'm just going for Is that true? Yeah. Dang, dude. That's good stuff right there. I would have thought hip hop, they sample, this is original. This came first, and then they sampled it for Stan, but no. Not saying this wasn't already created, but, but it wasn't released. That was released. Cold, I'm wondering why. So, why aren't we like just infiltrated with duets? We kind of are now. If you look around, features and duets, and that's my point, and I'm going to get to some, some of the new stuff, and right. even the best duets of the past 25 years. And by duets, it can also be a feature, right? I yep. just use duet if there's two people singing in a song. But this is Stan. You know what comes to mind? It's like John Mayer. Like he, I feel like he's the dude, like he dates a girl. He's like, hey, feature duet with I me. Because like, really, like he did with Taylor. They were dating, right? So I think that story, again, you're, I'm just pulling stuff out of my butt yeah. right here. What I think about the Taylor one is, because that would be half of my heart. Half got, of my heart got to be... Okay, it's John Mayer, Taylor Swift. I believe that she was more prominently in the song, from what I've heard. Could be wrong. And then once it didn't go so well, they kind of pulled her back a bit. She's only doing some background vocals. Oh, really? Like she sang verses. I don't know about verses, but she was definitely more in there. And then John Mayer and Katy Perry did... Who... It's not who you love. Who you love. love. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Look up half of my heart and see if... There's any recollection, or if I made it up, or if I know insider, could be either one. You're a huge John Mayer fan, so. And when you geek over this stuff, like what kind of research do you do? You just Google everything. Or I talk to people that are really close. You have that advantage. Yeah, well, it's my job. And those people, they just kind of vomit all that information out. Yeah, because they know I don't share stuff. Like I'm, if I know, like there's stuff I know about songs of country music right now, who they're written about. It would shake the heart. Let it rip. No, but there's one song in particular. That if I was like, oh, you know, this song's about blah, blah, blah. The whole... What? Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. And it's so cool they trust you with that. Yeah. Like, dude, you could really just like... Oh, I could. But I don't want to because then no one will trust you ever again. Correct. Mike, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -mm. 
No. Okay. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to allude to it. Dang, that's so cool. But I th if you prove trustworthy, then people trust you. Yeah. And you have to show that you're trustworthy in little bits first, and they give you middle bits. And then finally, people are like, I want love music, first and foremost, more than I love gossip. <laughs> I thought you were going to say God. No. <laughs> more than I love gossip. No, more, than, <laughs> more than I love gossip or what it's about. Like, I love sure. music. And the thing about my ex-girlfriend's record, when it comes out later, I haven't heard it. But I, there are songs about me, but I respect the music so much that she was like, hey, should I send you these songs? I'll send them to you. I was like, nope, because yeah. I'll be like, don't put it out. But I'll, I want your record to be what you want it to be. Correct. Zero songs about me, 10 songs about me. It needs to be what you're feeling. So from respect for the music and you as an artist, don't send me crap. Because me, the human, is going to go, don't put that out. Me, the person who loves music, goes, I don't even want to hear it. You just should put out what you want to put out. And if it's slamming me or, or loving me or mostly slamming me, then that's what you should do. <laughs> you know? Mostly slamming me, yeah. You know, do you like knowing all that stuff though? Like, do you like knowing what the song so, was written about? Because then, then your not. mind just takes you there. I know. Sometimes not, because I like to assign at times my own narrative to things. Because yeah. I think we hear a song, we go, this makes me feel this way. But if we know what it's really written about, we can't feel the way that we would have loved to have felt. Or we feel the way that we were needing to feel. Right. Mike, do you find anything about that? Mm -mm. Okay, then it's probably not true. Well, you know, not so. Okay, so that could be it. Yeah. It could be that the version that you're hearing without her really is because they pulled her back off of it because they decided she didn't, she shouldn't be on it. That really could be it. So I wonder how all these go down too. Like, how do they get asked? Uh, they probably say, they're probably laying in bed. <laughs> I was just hey, thinking. Baby, you don't sing of me? <laughs> and that's it. You're like, all right, let's go. What's that, Mike? This is what he said he tweeted, Taylor. No, but they were dating, I thought. Or maybe it was after the fact. He was dating Jennifer Aniston at the time. And then they recorded and then Listen, fell in love? I don't know. No, because did he date Aniston after Taylor? Or before? And you know what? Maybe wrote it about Aniston. I know stuff about... It doesn't matter. I, I know too much. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> okay. There All are right. those places, too, where I have I got to stop you. talking. I got you. Because I know too much. Um, And I don't even like to say I know too much, because then it's like, shut up. Oh, cool guy. Yeah, but I have much. to stop, because I'm going to say something I'm supposed to say. That being said, I want to hear this list. This whole thing is the best duets of the last 25 years. And one of the recent duets is Brantley Gilbert and Lindsay L. The song right. flying up the charts right now. Your ex-girlfriend? Right. Mm -hmm. What happens in a small town? When I read that article about features and duets, I was like, oh, this is what's happening now with the Brantley Lindsay song. Not because she's my ex-girlfriend, but separate. <laughs> So there's that one. What happens in a small town? We'll do some country ones first. All right. Let's. By the way, Eddie was like a bad goodbye. Dude, I just like. I mean, when this song came out, and, and I, I'm kind of like you with like the emo music, like stuff that just pulls your heart. Dude, I remember being young, listening to this song, and getting teary-eyed. And I'm like, what do I know about this crap? It's Club Black and Winona, right? Winona Judd. Now, to be fair, this is not inside the 25 years. I missed it by what, you one year? missed it by a year. on that I'm sure it's something 
fast forward because when they hit that like towards the end when they go power like I haven't heard this song so much it's giving me like chills remembering like being a kid hearing this take it dude yeah you know what I mean how far do you want to go up and then my well when, when they both because one other does a uh, verse after this and then they do it together well yeah. that's the powerful there's no good when you're the one whose goodbyes that's why we don't do would never find your to leave Eddie, I'm trying to get to it. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Keep going. Here it is. I don't know where we'll go from here. There may be no way to fly. And the cloud I'm in makes it all too clear that I can't leave you. I can't so you remember it. Of course. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so powerful. And I don't even know if it was huge or it made I listen to all time I kissed in ninety six. That's what I knew it from. Mine was K Frog. Yeah, I knew all time. Down the valley. So I didn't make the list, but I did um put it up here because that was yours. I'm gonna do this commercial real quick, we'll come back and we'll go through the list. By now, you may be racking your brain. Valentine's Day. What are you gonna get her? 1-800-Flowers.com I'll say it right now because it is not complicated Roses from 1-800-Flowers are a no-brainer Right now when you order early 1-800-Flowers has amazing deals On vibrant and romantic Valentine's rose bouquets Arrangements and so much more Starting at $29.99 There's so many unbelievable deals from 1-800-Flowers But you have to hurry Gorgeous Valentine's bouquets All the arrangements starting at $29.99 It's an amazing deal but it will not last long I'm telling you so many of the listeners so many of my people have done this. They love it. To order Valentine's bouquets, arrangements, and more starting at $29.99, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon. Enter the code BBS. The code is BBS. You're listening right now. Maybe you don't have it yet. That's why I'm here. 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon and enter the code BBS, as in Bobby Bone Show. BBS. I love that Dollar Shave Club has everything that I need to look, feel, and smell my best. And... What I love even more is the fact that I never have to go to a store. That's because, well, one, Dollar Shave Club delivers everything that I need right to my door. And two, they keep me fully stocked on what I use so I don't run out. It works like this. They got it all. No matter what you're getting ready for, head to toe. Your hair, your skin, your face, you name it, Dollar Shave Club has it. That's what I love about it, too, because I have it set up that the toothpaste is sent to me. The Dollar Shave Club toothpaste, it's every three months, comes to my door because for some reason I always forget to go buy a toothpaste. And it's also great toothpaste as well. They have a handsome discount. The more you buy, the more you save. Right now they have a bunch of starter sets you can try for just five bucks, like their oral care kit. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at a regular price. Boom. I don't know what you're waiting for because you can get your starter set right now for $5. DollarShaveClub.com slash bones. DollarShaveClub.com slash bones. I love it. DollarShaveClub.com slash bones. Okay, so we'll start with country duets. My favorite. He put that Whiskey Lullaby. That is your favorite. It's such a good song. Brad Paisley, Allison Krauss. Finally drank away her memory. And Brad Paisley writes most of his songs. He didn't write this one. And I remember Brad coming in once and I was like, dude, that's my favorite song you ever done. And I don't know if it, if that's insulting 
or it's not an insult, but it's like, oh, ball. That was Insulting just... because to him, he's done so much. Yeah, and he's had so much. So he's had so many songs. He's written and put out hits. He was entertainer of the year. He's done everything. Yeah, right, exactly. But, but this song, these slow songs. A note that said I love her till I die. This is and when we one of the best, like top five best country duets. And I have my top five. They're not really in any order. This other one was not a single. This I'll be the moon. Oh, dude, I, I just I listen to this now still like it's in my rotation of songs to listen to. Yeah. And I'll be the moon is Dirks and Marin Morris. Yeah, Ryan Hurd wrote this. And dude, honestly, and I'm pretty good at listening to music and breaking down lyrics and kind of understanding what they're saying. And I never really paid attention to it. But when Ryan Ryan one time talked about this and talked about, you know, is it, it being an affair and them being okay with that, it was like And, that and that's of, what it means. Like you're gonna metaphorically call that the sun and the moon. Like he can be the sun and I'll be on the other side of the world be the moon. And it's like I'll I'm okay waiting if that's the only way I can have you. <gasps> is that I'll be the moon. That's intense. Right? Like, I, I, that to me is like, that's just the, the thinking that never would cross my mind. And, and they turned it into a song, a beautiful song. I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to be a fool. I don't want to be a secret. But I will if you want me. They came in and played this uh, from Dirks' record. Yeah. I had Dirks and Marin come in and play this together. Beautiful. They, they were like, is that not a single? I was like, I don't care. Just play it. He can be the sun. I'll be the Okay, but you said that they make they do these things kind of like as a like they're most the data says these are most successful so this is kind of why labels do sometimes put these together and arrange them and release them. Yeah. But in this case, this wasn't even a single. It wasn't a single. I don't know why. And sometimes they don't make those decisions till later. They could have recorded it going this to be a single, and then for some reason, ended up changing. Interesting. It. I remember Dirks put out a song called "What the Hell" or something, and they pulled it because Dirks didn't like Hell being a single. Mm. And so all those factors, and it may or may not have changed what the next single was, what the next single was, because you don't do two slow songs in a row. You don't do, you know, so I don't know why, but that song is so good. That's in my top duets of the past 25 years. I also have Picture from Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. I mean, it's classic, right? 2001, 18 years ago. Would you consider this country? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't think Cheryl was country then. She's not country now, really. Uh, Kid Rock's never been country. Kind of. He lives in Nashville now. I mean, he's had a country hit though. Has he? Yeah. Uh, the oh, one with boy. Werewolves of London and Sweet Home Oh, Mariana. oh yeah. I guess that was yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Uh, dun, dun, um, dun, it's hard to sing another song when this one's playing. What was that one called? He was fishing on the docks all summer long. All summer summer long. long. That song though, Mike, if you pull it up, picture I, Cheryl Crow wasn't the original singer on that song. Who was? Another country artist. Really? Yeah. And so, yeah. and again, they were dating Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow, were they not? When this was oh, a thing? Oh, I don't know if they were dating then or not. Because I feel like that's special too. Like if there is romance between that, it's probably how you get them, or you get them in the studio and then you start dating <laughs> after it. It's like a little tactic that you do. Yeah, it's like, hey, I want to meet somebody. How do I get them to come in? Ask them to do a duet. It's like putting somebody in a music video. Who is it? Uh, Allison Moore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she was the original one on the song. Oh, I mean, huge, huge advantage to put Cheryl Crow on it. <laughs> like, that could have that could have made the song. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That's a good one. Uh, that's one of my top. I love this You and Tequila from Kenny Chesney and Grace Potter. Oh, yeah. 2010. You and Tequila make me crazy. 
jam, right? So good. Run like poison in my blood. Harmonies right here. One more night could kill me, baby. One is one too many. One more is never enough. When it comes good, huh? So good. Put that on the list. Another one that I put in is the Brooks and Don with Reba. Yeah. Cowgirls Don't Cry. Yes. Is that a duet or a triplet? Well. Or is that a three-way? Is <laughs> that a threesome? It's two artists. Like Brooks and Dunn's considered an artist. Yeah. But, yeah. They should make another category for three. And then they would dominate, obviously, because this is good. But it's like two artists. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying what Cowgirls don't cry. The whole song is like, the dad's like telling her, Hey, you fell off a horse, cowgirls don't cry, get up. Hey, this happened, cowgirls don't cry, get up. And then at the end, she, the dad's dying. And she's like, she's the cow, she's like, because cow, cowgirls don't cry. And it's, it's turn it on him. It's, that's a good one. I put that in the top five. And if I had to do one more, because I have a bunch of them up here. Whiskey Lullaby, I'll Be the Moon, Cowgirls Don't Cry. Oh, that's five. You know the one that you I, have more. You have more on there. I do. Like this is the probably the ultimate. It's your love. It's the, probably the biggest. Again, the, the ultimate. We know Tim and Faith. Like they're married. It's love. So that makes all this way more special than oh, just yeah. two artists singing a song. I wonder if there are a lot of duets where people were together and now they hate each other. <laughs> and did we feel worse about it? Because on the show, on the radio show, we were talking about uh, the song from Dixie Chicks, "Cowboy yeah. Take Me Away." was written about Emily Robinson and Charlie Robinson. No longer together. And they're not together, but it was written about, you know, them seeing that happen. Yep. And and it was written about Emily falling in love with Marty Charlie. Marty wrote it with uh, Marcus Humman about Emily and Charlie. Falling in love with Charlie. And now they're not together. But if you know that story, do you think of it differently and go, oh, this was written about their love? Well, ever since you told that story, I heard it a couple times after that. And I've automatically thought about that story now. So I don't even think about... I mean, I don't know. I never thought about anything, but now I think about Charlie and Emily. Like, it doesn't kill it that they're not together because that's real life. The fact that they got divorced, whatever, real life. We never would have known that. That story wasn't even out. But the song, I mean, that 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 still lives. Like, you talk about that song still lives. And if it was about them falling in love, it'll always be about them falling in love. It's five o'clock somewhere. Alan Jackson, Jimmy Ooh, Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Did you like this one? Yes. You like Jimmy Buffett, though. He's my favorite. I was never a lover, lover of this song. There was a guy in high school named Brian Wagner, and this dude was like a surfer kind of kid or whatever, and his parents were big Jimmy Buffett fans, and he got me into Jimmy Buffett. And I loved that whole like party, margaritas and parrots and like tropical vibe. Like I just loved his whatever he stood for. That's your thing. I'm a beach guy, man. Yeah. Buffett's my dude. So when you put Alan Jackson, who was, I mean, the king of just country music 90s country really like the Chattahoochee and all that and then put them together with, with Jimmy Buffett and Love and Life I wonder how many of these two were sang in the same studio back in the day versus now it's a good question because like, you have you we have like the Raging Idiots you have duets with we have duets with Carrie Underwood Carrie Charles Charles Kelly um a Kelsey. Kelsey Ballerini so and, and how many of those were done in the same None. room exactly well maybe same room but we went through at the same time like when Carrie went up to sing, you were there. I wasn't there. Correct. And I, I think I may have been sick or something. And Carrie went up and just nailed it and was like, 
All right. So that's just us. And why would you try to schedule time and your busy schedule to both be in the same room unless it's a special moment? You have to be there. Like, why would you? Why would you record at the same time? Technology, man. A video. Okay. I guess that was, I mean, videos now, like. No, they don't really matter that much anymore. People spend way too much money on videos now. And, and I've never, I don't see them. You just put up a lyric video. <laughs> the one with the bouncy ball on the yeah, bottom? Yeah, just anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, one more. Garth Patricia. Come on, dude. Jam. Big jam. You know what? I've realized while talking about this, I like my duets slow. What's a fast one? Have we talked about one fast Five one? Five o'clock somewhere. Okay, yeah, that's true. They don't but all my favorites, the ones I pulled, are all slow ones. Yeah. The, you did say BB Rexa and Florida. Oh, that was an example. That was that an wasn't example. Your top. Yeah. Of, but again, such a big one, like massive. It, I'm t- so right. Dan and Shay, not a duet, but they're two dudes. <laughs> Tequila was such a big song. Yeah. Had the FGL song not existed, that song would have set every record. But that's how big the FGL song was. It blew people's huge. M- it was so big that haters in country music didn't even want to acknowledge it. <laughs> it was that big. Country music haters. That they didn't even want to acknowledge it. Yeah. Uh, pop, here you go. Ready for some of the best duets come on. 25 years? Yeah. Jay-Z, Alicia Keys. Please. Empire State of Mind. 2009. It's still good. Yes. It comes on. and I, But Eddie, I wonder if it's because we're in our late 30s. I, this wasn't my thing. Like, I, I wasn't listening to this kind of music when it came out, but it stood out over everything else when it did come out. So I was like, I don't care. I love it. And then Alicia Keys put the song out after that. It's just a song. This, uh, in New York. Would it have been a bigger song if it was Beyonce? Because, again, I feel like it's really important. Uh, Beyonce's not from New York. Texas. He, he does acknowledge that in that song, too. Yeah. BK's from Texas. I think that the reason that Alicia Keys does it... She's a New York girl. ...is because it's a New York girl, and you need someone. And Jay-Z's a New York guy. Yeah. So I don't think it could have been Beyonce. Speaking of maybe off track a little bit, but do you think Alicia Keys is going to do good at the Grammys? Yeah, she should be fine. They won't put her in a situation to not do well. Okay. Meaning they're not going to have her up doing a comedy monologue. I just don't see her as a host. Okay, I don't think they have her as a traditional host. Like, she'd come out and do something a little funny. She'd probably play a little funny song maybe on her piano. They won't take someone like that who's so good at what they do and put them in a whole new world and give them a chance to fail. You get someone like that for their name, what they're good at, and you let them do what they're good okay. at. You know what I mean? It's a good answer. Uh, do you remember Mariah Carey, Boys Men, One Sweet Day? How, what? No, play it. Let me see. And I know <laughs> you're shining down on me from heaven. No? No. This song was massive. They sang this together in the studio. I heard that. The whole video is that. From heaven, many friends we lost along the way. And I know, know. (laughs) This song was so big. It was number one for like 12 weeks. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. One sweet day. Boys to Men at their height, and Mariah Carey, height. That's a massive song. Holy crap, that was a big one. Uh, remember this? This is Megan Trainer, John Legend from 2015. It wasn't like yeah. a super, super, super smash, but I loved it. Gosh, I feel like that was last year. You like those roles? I love it. I because I hit runs. They call runs. Yeah, runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shallow from Stars Born. Oh yeah, it's a good Cooper, song. Lady Actually, a great Tell song. Tell me something, girl. 
So, so I mean, this is Bradley Cooper. This like, is why I like it so much. The movie is because he had to, he had to do that. Like he had to, he had to sing. He had to learn to play guitar. Oh, and, he didn't know how to play guitar mm-hmm. or anything. Nothing. Wow. And sing and do, and then he gets on and does a great job. Props to him, man. And then as someone who you know plays music, and then I know like in the big scene at the beginning where he's playing a huge, this huge stadium, or no, it's a huge festival. Like that was, uh, we played Coachella. We no uh, stagecoach. Stagecoach. Yeah. And like you just see all the things they had to do to make that movie work, and it's really cool. Yeah, you'll like it. You should watch it. I will. Yeah, and then it reminds you of like other artists too that we know, and you're like, well, and then Eddie Vedder is my favorite. And he so, went and lived with Eddie Vedder. He did to kind of learn his behavior mannerisms. Yeah, remember this one, Dilemma, Nelly and Kelly Rowland. Of course, it, sh- it shook up every. Of course. You know the other one was Nelly and Tim McGraw. <laughs> yeah, which I, I'm surprised that wasn't one of the country ones. Well, because it wasn't country. Was that a was that a, was a, a big pop, pop song? hit? Yeah, over and over. Country really did. Country didn't play it at all. Only pop did. Because it's all in my head. Shook my world up. Dang, dude, you're right. Yeah. It's all in my head. I think about it over and over again. I mean, think about when this came out for Tim McGraw to get on a rap record. It yeah. wasn't something everybody was. Doing. Country wasn't doing that. Wearing his cowboy hat. <laughs> and for Nelly to be able to see out to the box and yeah. go. Let's bring on a country singer. They were way ahead of their time. Nelly's got something in him where he kind of like maybe doesn't see genre lines or something because he's real close to country. Like maybe, maybe he's from Missouri. Maybe that's like, that's it. always what I thought. Like you grow up in the Midwest, you know, some would consider it this almost the yeah. South. That you have country roots. And he, I mean, he's done cur- he did country cruise. grammar, country grammar, all of that. I feel like he does have con- deep country roots. Didn't he put a song they wanted to go country? At one point, I think Nelly did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too long ago. This shook it. That shook. Uh, BB Rexa, FGL, meant to be, obviously. You know what song I loved as a duet was, and these are the best duets of the past 25 years, in my opinion. That Pink and that Nate Roos from Fun, when they did, Just Give Me a oh, yeah. Reason, give, that was... I love this song. Yeah. That's clearly a fun song, right? Like a, the, the band fun? I would Because it sounds so. like them. I hate they're not together anymore. Me too, I man. I fun. Like, it's, this guy's got one of the best voices I've ever heard. His range, he goes so high. He'd sound like a girl sometimes. He goes so high. They and must have just, something going on. Because Jack, the guy now is the ble- in the bleachers. Yes, he's the he's the guitarist. And bleachers are good now. But like, that's not fun. But fun was... When fun came out... <laughs> sounds like we're saying, but that's not fun, man. The... Fun the band isn't even like current to people, and and they only had what they weren't around for that long, right? Like, as far as far as their like huge success, I I remember a blip of their four years. Yeah, that's nothing. Fun's first song, uh, some nights. 
Was it Some Nights? No, no, no. That sounds like it's a, that one. We Are Young? Yep. I thought it was We Are Young. That's it. I could be wrong. What? My friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the Empire State. My lover, she is waiting for me just across the This is not a duet. The band was just so good. And then Nate Roos can never take off himself. I know I gave it to you months ago. That was good. And then after that was, I believe, Some Nights. Some, Some nights and here, this is that jam. Some nights I but my favorite was Carry On. Me too. Still, God, it's such still a my favorite. I love it. Again, I'm a sucker for slow Some piano. Nights and carry on, carry on. <laughs> yeah, so jam. good. Well, I woke up to the sound. I'll listen to this today now that I'm reminded of it. We're cutting like nights <laughs> today. You're gonna listen to all fun today. After Maroon Five played, I was like, Alexa, yeah. I was like, play Maroon Five, Alexa. <laughs> And I was just jamming out to some other stuff. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort. Little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. 
It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. You know what I the what trail I went down recently was the 27 Club Trail. Oh, and, all the and dead I, people. I didn't mean to, but I just kind of started listening to all their music and kind of brought me down a little bit. I wouldn't suggest doing that. Because they all died early? Yeah. But can I can I give you the other side of that? Yep. A bit of the darker side of it, and not in a bad way, but I would say, because here's, you want to give the story of the, tw- the 27 Club? Yeah. 27 Club is 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 the age 27 that a group of artists, I would say artists because they're even, I mean, I, I even think maybe Heath Ledger's in it as well, but like artists died at age 27. And they call it the 27 Club because they're all probably still together in heaven or something. You know, something they all like died that. at 27. Yep. Yeah, right. So, okay, let's let's get one on as I tell the story. For example, you're going Cobain. And I was gonna go Jimi Hendrix. But, okay. Uh, Nirvana, Amy Winehouse. Yep. Um, Jim Morrison. A lot, right? Here's my theory as to why it's actually not bad, which makes it kind of dark. <laughs> I don't think they would have been able to create such magic stuff had they been normal. You know, this is my theory anyway. Yes. To create, and we always have the argument. To create crazy stuff, you have to be crazy. To create crazy good stuff that's so so different, you have to be different. And I would say what made them special is also what killed them. That they were out of control. You know, what, where they were out of control musically and had no rules, they were also out of control in their personal life that had no rules. You can't just kind of pick a spot and go, I'm fully nutty in this part of my life, but you know what? I'm going to count it the rest of the day. So the fact that Kurt Cobain was able to take a sound and, and elevate it, he did, they didn't create that sound. You know, they were actually the first ones from that scene to bust through with that sound. Correct. But the fact that he was able to do that, he was only able to do that because he was nuts. That music would have never happened had he not been reckless and crazy and nuts. And and that same characteristic is what killed him. So if he didn't have if he didn't have the characters that killed him, he wouldn't have had the characters that made the music. Amy Winehouse, same thing. Jim Morrison from The Doors. Like that dude was insane, but genius at the same time. And what killed him was his insanity. So my thing is, okay, it sucks they all died at 27. But we'd have never had their music had they not been nutty to begin with. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. And I agree with you for some of them. I don't agree with Jim Morrison or Amy Winehouse because... What? Because Jim Morrison had a band, like a really good yeah, band that made really good music. Yeah. He was the poet of that band. You but know, like he, he, he was, wrote... He was nuts but we don't, in a great way. I think, I think music historians and music geeks talk about like, oh, but listen to the lyrics of Light My Fire. And I'm like... Listen to that sound and listen to his voice yeah. and listen to the doors as a whole. But Him, he was a good poet. But here's, fine. What, here's what I'm saying. Crazy about lyrics it. that no one ever understands anyway. I love your thought. I do. I love your thought, right? What? He had to be a total package frontman for this to be seen. He would perform backwards with his back towards my, the crowd. Exactly my point. And he also pulled his pecker out and played, you know? Right. And no one liked that. But. My we, mom we didn't would, like the that. The Doors would not be legendary without him doing frontman things. Lots of people make good music. Lots of people make good music. We don't hear all the good music because of good music. There's something else about it that makes it go, oh, I don't know if you can ever name, try this. Yeah. Name a band that's boring but makes fantastic music and got famous. Zach Brown Band. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying they're boring. They're just what's to them. They're they're great, talented that make band that makes good music, but they're not like. But they're current and so crazy. Lit. Again, you, we can't assign their place in history yet. Zach Brown Band. Okay. Alabama. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're, they make good, good... I don't think you can be... My point... It, it, they're not mutually exclusive. 
Like Amy Winehouse. We'll talk about her for a second. Did you watch the documentary? I did. And I loved it. But me as a consumer, talk, I didn't fin- know anything on, about that. Let me finish on the doors real quick. Yeah, yeah. You're saying he did all this crazy. The doors wouldn't be the doors without him doing all that crazy stuff. It's my point. Because their legend and their nuttiness preceded them. Like you knew that was nuts before it even got to you. Sure. And, and it, it, it made it bigger. It and the fact it, that he died made it bigger. Absolutely. All of it did. Died living that way. So I, they wouldn't have made their art if they didn't live an arty lifestyle. And a, of, and a lot of arty, not all, but a lot of arty lifestyles are filled with excess. Some arty lifestyles aren't, aren't filled with excessive drugs and alcohol. Some are filled with excessive working out. Mm. You have to find your excess. Tim McGraw's. They happen to find theirs in, uh, you know, physical. Sure. Like, because I agree. Substance. I, I agree with with um, Jimi Hendrix. He would have never, like. He wouldn't have made that music. All that music would have never come out if he wasn't on acid. Same, same thing with Kurt Cobain. You think he's making that stuff if he's not no. on heroin? Correct. And that's why I won't is, is, is doing that. But she, not, but she's saying, like, she had her voice. soul came from pain. And that pain wasn't influenced a bit with, with the drugs and the alcohol. Yeah. I, I'm not even arguing that I'm absolutely right. That's just that's my theory Dude, on it. I, I had to explain to my kids because my kids were with me when I was listening to it. And I, was, I just got into this hole of talking to them about the 27 Club. And I really meet explaining to them what happened to them. You know, it's like, how do you explain to an 11-year-old what why they were in the 27 Club? They made bad choices. Like, they were too creative. They were... They, you know, they didn't know how to handle certain things in their life. Like, it's sad because when you get, when you're 27, you're like, dude, whatever, man, do whatever, live your life that way. It's cool. When you're older and you have kids and a family, you're just like, damn, that sucks. They didn't make it past that. Yeah. Because Jim Morrison probably wouldn't. I mean, if he were still alive. So young. So young. Janice Joplin. You watched the documentary on her? I did. Right. Again, she doesn't make that super soulful, painful music without pain. And what do you do with pain? You try to make the pain go away. And yeah. how do you make the pain go away? Well, one of the ways is... Drugs. By... And express. Su- expression. So, yeah, that's my point. All right. I mean, it doesn't was... have to be right, but that's what I. That's how I feel. We wouldn't... If, if they didn't die, that, <laughs> what killed them made them awesome. Hey, how many times have we had this conversation? A lot. <laughs> um, that The crazy thing about Janis Joplin, we've spiraled and we'll... Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll go back we'll, to duets. We'll, no, we'll finish. We're almost done anyway. But the crazy thing about uh, Janis Joplin is that her biggest hit didn't even come out until she was dead. Which is um, me and Bobby McGee. Yeah. And she didn't write it. Chris nope. Christopherson did. That's right, right? Yes, I'm that's right. From memory. Yeah. So this didn't even come out really until she was dead. Wow. So who gets all that money? He does. He wrote it. I mean, she gets some of the master. I, I, listen, I don't know how deals were done then. You know, there's far less money in being the, the artist. In the ma- If you don't write the song, there's really not a lot of money mm-hmm. in making the record. A couple tricks that artists do now is... And I'll just speak in general terms. If you're a major, major artist, you can almost demand writing credit, even if you don't write. You can get in and change. And that's something. just a split, split you, of the money. You can get in and as change. a writer, and it's different because in pop world, you can get in at three percent. So let's say you're a. I'm just going to use someone I don't know anything about on that level. A Beyonce. Yep. And Beyonce doesn't touch a word of her song. She could go in if there are five other songwriters and be like, "Hey, listen, I'm not even going to cut it unless I get a writer's credit." Let me change a word. And what are they going to do? Nothing. Like tell they her no. They it. want That's exactly it. Yes. it. Um, in the country world, it's different because here it's all on equal percentages for yes. the most part. And there is a, there's a respect here of like, you don't cross anyone. Most of the time. Yeah. Most of the, I know artists who've got on songs that didn't pop yeah. me, but most of the time. One in particular, where I was like, that's dirty. I remember this. 
Yeah. I remember thinking the same thing. Dirty. Dang. One, they changed one word only so they could get a writing credit on it. It's a word for a third. I believe they say yeah. that now. So if you're two writers <laughs> and you change a word, you're now a third writer of the yep. song. So, um, so that, but, you know, if you sing on a song, get a little bit of the master money, but it's all in songwriting, all in publishing. Yeah. You know, one time when I was in my old band, like, you know, whatever, 15 years ago. I, Rum Tide. Look it up Rum online. Rum Tide. Yeah. I did a Bob Dylan cover. And I put it up on MySpace, and like within two days, Bob Dylan's publishing was just like, ah, ah. it's probably like, Bob. Eddie, hey, why are you putting my song up? It, first off, it's terrible. This is Bob Dylan, <laughs> Bob's brother. Yeah, and it was it was two options: one, you can pay us, or two, just take it down now, like pretty much. Which is like, you know, I've had we were just a dumb band, like yeah. a garage band. We're like, okay, take it down. Bob Dylan doesn't like this. Uh, well, this was the best duets of the last twenty five years, and. I believe that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, uh, duets, features are massive. You want to get a hit, get somebody on that's different and as cool or cooler than you, hopefully. Because people like to see a song with multiple people on it. It's like having it for dinner. Do you want one course? Yeah. Sure, it's good. I, you know, like chicken. But it's cool to get some corn on there, too. Sure. Like, you know, like you go to Chili's, they have like the just pick two of this whole item, like... Pick three of the item. You want you want a little bit of everything. I get it. Thanks, Janis Joplin. Watch the documentary and go read the story about this song because it's fantastic. That's what I know her from is this song for the most part. Um, you know, with her too, it's like, I mean, what a piece of my heart, which Faith Hill ended up doing yeah, uh, Mercedes Benz. One of Faith my... Hill made "Piece of My Heart" a, a hit. People didn't know that was a Janis Joplin song. Oh yeah. Oh Lord, won't you buy, buy me Mercedes Benz? Yeah. My friends all drop Porsches. <laughs> I must make them in. <laughs> so good, man. Yeah. Okay. Good talk, dude. Thank That's you. It. Appreciate Thanks. you coming by the podcast. Yep. That's episode one fifty five. Thanks to our sponsors. And that's all. We'll see you soon. We should have uh, Laura Velt on next, right? Episode yeah, so 156. All right. She's written a bunch of songs. No duets, though, for me. Within her, yet. <laughs> yes. Our podcast yes. duet. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see. Oh, by the way, check out Eddie's podcast, the Sore Losers Sports Show podcast. Uh, Eddie runs that show. Uh, well, Lunchbox would argue with me. But he, that's what he does the whole show. He says he is the sports genius. Therefore, he knows everything about sports. There you have it. Also, check out The Velvet's Edge with Kelly Henderson. It's a lifestyle podcast for a for you ladies out there. Really good. All right, thank you. See you next time, everybody. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.